Welcome to the Kids to Market podcast, where we talk to amazing young entrepreneurs, big and small, adults who champion kids in business, and discuss why running a children's business fair can change young people's lives. I'm Stacy, Kids to Market founder and raving fan of Kidpreneurs. Today, we were with Kayla, Keegan, and Ashley, three sisters from New Hampshire who are dedicated to helping kidpreneurs start their business and start their dreams. They are 12 and 13 years old and have just launched Kid Everest, the world's first crowdfunding platform safe for kidpreneurs. They believe, when given the chance, that kids can change the world. Welcome, girls. Thank you for having us. First question I have for you, obviously, is why did you start Kid Everest? Like, this is uh, this is your story. Tell us about it. Who wants to talk first? Um, I will. I'm Keegan. Um, we started this in fifth and sixth grade when our teacher asked us to come up with an idea that could help change the world. And we came up with Kid Everest and we made a website that will help kids promote their ideas. Oh, that's excellent. I, that's fantastic. So did you guys have any opportunity in some of your previous businesses? Because uh, as I understand it, you guys are serial entrepreneurs. Did you did you take advantage of crowdfunding? Or is it because you didn't have that opportunity that you came up with this idea? Um, we came up with this idea originally because we had been pretty fortunate as to have someone who could give us money to start our businesses and ideas to get them out there. But we know that other kids right. aren't so fortunate as to finding money to get their ideas. So we wanted to come up with something that could help them out. Oh, excellent. And how many uh, businesses have you been able to fund or how many have kids, do kids come find you or do you go searching for them? A little bit of both. We reach out to and schools and uh, to schools and like entrepreneurship programs to show them what we're doing oh that's good okay so you're actively marketing outward yes. and that's how you found me is through social media as mm -hmm. well right okay and is that do you have um do you find you get a better response from certain groups more than others like are you have you tested your market and found that there is there like a particular age group that's really attracted to your service pretty like our around our age that's cool and how's it going? Like, are you finding that uh, are people responding? So like I would be, it's kind of like Kickstarter or crowdfunding of some kind where I would come in as an external person and go, yeah, I'd really like to support that kid's business. So I'm going to throw, you know, money into the pot, yeah. like any kind of venture. And is it you're finding different young entrepreneurs in the avenues that you're looking but are you also marketing outwards to find people like investors that want to work with that? How is that aspect of the business going? I think it's going pretty well. We've gotten a few different ideas that are already on our website and that have been up and running to help them. Good. And it's uh, you offer also on your website of support. Like I noticed in your blog that um, you offer like tips and uh, support on how to start a business and that that comes from your own experience yes okay so what businesses did you guys start before kid everest that would have laid that foundation we had a couple of different businesses we were always trying to get a new business going 
we were really cool. making things and just like selling them at school and having lemonade stands every summer. Yeah. yeah. You guys, I know there are some states where uh, lemonade stands are illegal. I'm assuming that that isn't a problem that you guys had. Like we kind of have that, but I don't know if there's like lemonade police that wander around arresting young children with their table. You guys didn't run into any. No, we, ha we have, we are police officers like come to our lemonade stands. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Is there a particular success story since you've started? Like, do you have a business that's been fully funded yet underneath the Kid Everest program or are most of them still in the works? Um, not yet. Most of them are pretty new or have just started on there. Is there, where do you, where's your vision? What's your vision for doing this? Like, what's your goal? Do you have like short-term goals, long-term goals, or is like, we're going to take over the world and build an empire? Take over the world and build an empire. <laughs> That's a good goal to have. So your any short-term goals? Like, what are you hoping to accomplish? I know that um, we're in the throes of, you know, COVID-19, which makes things difficult, but online marketing seems to be flourishing during this time. Are you finding that this is impacting you at all right now? Our, most of our things are online or through social media. So we're, I think we're still doing fine. You're doing okay. Oh, that's cool. Is there a business, um, any businesses right now that stand out that are part of your platform? We have one business that was recently on the Steve Harvey show, which is pretty cool. And they've oh. been doing pretty well. Oh, that's neat. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about that. They are a, um, a baking subscription called Goddess Food Factory. They're in wow. Florida, Florida. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and how, what level of like, at what point are they in their funding cycle right now? They just started. Oh, uh, they just, okay. So that's like brand new. That's yeah. on there. Okay. So it's like, you're not noticing that as a result of the current situation, anybody's slowing down. People are like, oh no, we can, we can just move forward with this. And yeah, everything. it's been kind of hard because we, we were supposed to be going to schools to pitch our ideas and ah. get it out there more right but that's been going pretty good well that's good are you pivoting or changing your business at all as a result of this are you finding that so if you could have gone into schools and explained to them that you're this crowd um funding because i mean that's even that would be locally that you would do that right Yes. But then there's like, you've got all these entrepreneurs that are all across the United States. And I'm assuming that you would support on your platform people from other parts of the world. Yes. So if I have a Canadian yeah. young entrepreneur that's interested, you're open to putting them on your platform. You're not location specific. Uh, yes, we do. We mainly just do it with people in U.S. and Canada. So it's not too, too far. So it's not, okay. So you're not reaching into Mexico or into like, the UK or I'm, I'm assuming English speaking would be the obvious, yeah. the obvious restriction or constraint because then you obviously would have Australia that you could support as well. So you have no plans currently to go outside of Canada and the US? We would like to expand to that. Okay. And do you have a timeline for that or is there just right now you're just letting it grow organically? Just letting it grow you're just letting it go on there yeah tell me what your ideal scenario would be so give me your your sunny day we just hope to help as many people as we can 
through our website. Okay. So it's definitely almost like a social enterprise in the sense that you're hoping to support them. And you, you mentioned that it's like a safe place for kidpreneurs. Can you explain that to me? Because I don't know if I would have thought that crowdfunding otherwise would have not been safe. So tell me the distinction. What's the distinction? Okay, well, it's safe because we put in safeguards so personal information doesn't get out and they're like safe from other people. Ah, so, so it's more like uh, like cybersecurity, like internet safety. Yes, yeah. it keeps kids who are under 13 their private information private. Oh, that's slick. Okay, no, now I understand uh, what you're saying. And that's not, that's not, you know, to be honest, I've not actually used a crowdfunding platform, so it wouldn't have dawned on me, but that's kind of with any online platform, that's the case, right? Because yeah. the course that I offer, it's the parent that signs up and it can be open to all family members. I don't take any children's personal information at all, in part, yes, from a safety standpoint, but more from a legal standpoint, right? Like even like yeah. a GDPR kind of idea. So did you guys do any research into that in order to make that decision? Yeah, did you guys did a lot of research into it to okay. make it safe for everyone. And what, where did you go like to find that? When you were talking about, okay, are you talking about COPA? Are you, yeah. uh, okay, is that the only thing or are there other resources that you used in order to say, we want to be doubly sure that this is safe for kids and to understand, because I'm sure there's lots of other entrepreneurs, like young entrepreneurs out there that it wouldn't really dawn on them, despite the fact it's the same demographic that they're in, they still have to protect the privacy of the individuals that they're selling to. So where does somebody, like what level of research did you go through and where did you find it? We called lawyers and local government to find like what our actual restrictions were. Wow. And so you just the safest possible. Great. Okay. So there is a high level of due diligence there on yeah. your part. Excellent. Okay. Well, that's, that's excellent. That's a good actually piece of information to do that. Why do you think that that is, you know, nowadays, I mean, nobody worries about that when you're building a lemonade stand, but the world has sort of changed or even opened up even for young entrepreneurs. And what what brought you to that? Was it your own personal experience? So you thought it's like you were concerned about your own online safety or was it just, you were like very, very aware of I'm, that? My mom was very worried about our our online safety like I was I was trying to get onto like Kickstarter at like eight years old but obviously that didn't work out because it's not really for younger kids yeah okay so there it is right like you want to come up with a ways to crowdfund but it's not really accessible to children to be able to yeah. do that and what were the um is it just the personal information you found was the greatest concern what was there other accessibility limitations to using something like Kickstarter or uh, you found that there are obstacles to using that? And obviously this is the, the initiation of the idea comes from the fact that there is an obstacle that you needed to overcome. So I get it. It's a great business idea, but other than privacy, were there other concerns with using adult crowdfunding sites? Our only other issue was that theirs is a lot harder for kids to understand, while ours is a lot easier because we have special support systems to specifically help kids. Oh, okay. So it's access of information as well. 
Yes. Yeah. We make it a little bit easier to understand. Although to be honest, I think that I would like some more kid-friendly sites and half the legal things I have to read. Yeah. It's easier to read than uh, Kickstarter because it's meant for older people. So it's hard to yeah. read some and understand some things on their website. Yeah, 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 for sure. I find that that's, you know, frustrating even for my own kids. Even something as simple as like YouTube, for example, is meant for 13 and over. And you would go in and say, what are the privacy restrictions or what are the rules around that? And we almost have to sit down and have a conversation about the privacy rules on things like social media, because it is so difficult to read and so difficult to, and it's large and long. Like it's, I don't even know if I have the attention span to work my way through it, but if you don't yeah. spend the time to, you know, read through it, then you put yourself at risk, right? And you put your kids at risk. Yeah. So I think that, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's actually good motivation. Our, that was one of our biggest things was to make it as easy as possible so kids don't get lost in the process, like in Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, for sure, because you get drowned out. Yeah. So everybody's kind of got a timeline usually. You know, they start a business to see that it successfully run. Are you, are you on schedule for what you had envisioned your business would be doing by this point? Yeah, I definitely think we're on schedule for what we're imagining. Great. And have you got any attention that you didn't think you were going to get? Do you have some surprising interest in it from anywhere? Well, we were in the newspaper not too long ago. Oh, right on. Oh, that's excellent. That's really, and that was in the local newspaper in New Hampshire? Yes. Oh, that's good. That's cool. Do you have any friends that are taking advantage of it? Because usually we sell it. We go to all of our friends and tell them to come up with ideas. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a lot of our friends have asked questions about it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you sell you sell in your inner network first for sure. Yeah, I'm glad. That's exciting. So I'm going to ask each one of you if you were going to offer a piece of advice to a young entrepreneur, especially in the business that you're in. I think you're in a uh, beautifully unique uh, position to offer that up. So you can each take turns. You can figure out who's gonna who's gonna talk first, but. If you were to offer one piece of advice to a young entrepreneur, what would it be? I think my advice would to be never give up on an idea that you have, no matter how hard you think it's going to be to get there. Cool. To always keep going at your ideas. Good. All right, who's next? Um, I'll go. It's like I guess some advice would be be flexible and creative, so that um. And when you get like stuck on things to like keep going with your idea and not to just give up on it. Good. That's excellent advice. And last. Um, make sure to ask lots of questions, like how to use everything. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Reach out and ask for help, right? Yeah. yeah. So on that on that note, every entrepreneur should find themselves a mentor, right? A good mentor is the difference between often success and failure. And a good mentor will be one that points out all the ways you're going to succeed, not all the ways you're going to fail. So who was the significant mentor in this venture for you or overall? But is there somebody that really, one person, it could be multiple people, or it could be different people for each one of you. So who do you think had the greatest impact on your successes so far? 
For me, I think it would probably be my mom. Because <laughs> she, she always had us pushing for new ideas. And also my fifth and sixth grade teacher, what would he was great. He would always have us coming up with new ideas and new projects. And he was initially what made us think of this idea. Great. That's excellent. How about you guys? Yeah, my my like person that like pushed me to like do this is our fifth and sixth grade teacher because he was very supportive of everything that we do. Great. Is it the same teacher as your sister? Yeah. Our yeah? school was very small, so we had like two grades in one classroom. Oh, that's excellent. So it's a, you know, do you feel comfortable giving me his name? Should we call him out? You can just use his first name. His name's Nels Tooker from Newington. Right on. Well, that's a <laughs> shout out to teachers, right? I yeah. think that we as entrepreneurs in people in general I think underestimate that impact that teachers have on that sort of notion the idea of the entrepreneurial thinking or critical thinking and so it's uh it really makes me uh happy to hear that uh yes of course I expected your mom <laughs> to have an external influence because I think that's really impactful so that's really cool so at the end of every interview, I give all of my guests the opportunity to sort of promote their business. So one of you can talk or all three of you can talk, but this is your chance to tell people why it is that they should uh, come to Kivet Everest. Well, uh, they should come because it is a great website and it's safe for them. And they can help promote their ideas that were like small and then they can get bigger so that they can promote their ideas that's great that's good anybody else want to add to that I definitely think that anyone who's listening to this that's a kid entrepreneur should really come check us out right on <laughs> I think so too actually I don't know why I'm interviewing you because I think you guys are pretty amazing so thank you very much I really appreciate you guys spending time to uh to talk to me and interview me especially right now since it's kind of challenging but um let me know uh, other things that you want me to put, and I'll put it on the show page. And have a great day. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for listening. Tell me your thoughts about today's episode. Anything stand out? Come check out kidstomarket.com forward slash the podcast for details of today's show. And if you know a young entrepreneur that should be on the Kids to Market podcast, send me an email. I'd love to hear about them. And remember, the two most important steps you'll take is simply to start and take it to market. <laughs>